welcome to uh, another edition of Still Cool Sports on a Sunday. This is Liz. This is Remy. Yeah, we're back. We're back again. Uh, lots to talk about today. I'm uh, I'm in my uh, Cavs shirt just to uh, make Remy feel bad. <laughs> How are those uh, Raptors doing? You know, <laughs> all things considered, they're in a pretty... You know, it's it's. I actually, it's good. Let's start here. Let's yeah, we'll start here because because I have a rant, but we'll. I feel like we need to build up to my rant. Remy doesn't okay. know what it's about, yeah. but let's start with the Raptors. I'll give you the floor first to say what you need to say. Get it out. Get all the feelings out. Um, just uh, you know, it's it's. They're an overachieving, underachieving team. They don't have the players or the personnel to compete at the top, but they don't lose enough to get better personnel at the bottom. It's the worst thing in the NBA to be the middle of the road team. That's where they are. Right at 500. You're good some days, you're bad some days. You get kind of stuck there. Yeah, you get stuck. It's either you rebuild. Yeah. Or, no, just the only option. And and right. you can't really and and the NBA is making it harder to obviously tank. Like a team, a team, a team middle of the road can't obviously tank because we're like, okay, we know you're not that bad. Yeah, Ed, you're good enough to beat good teams. You match up well against top tier teams. So if you just have a better matchup, you're going to be able to to outwin this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, It'll it'll happen, you know. It'll <laughs> I can pause. We had to take a little break. Um, got a little interruption about two minutes yeah. in. But um yeah, middle of the road team. You don't know your direction because you have two very capable players in uh Pascal and Fred that are champions. So we have to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, they know how to win, and you're seeing it now because you're starting to see like their the competition level for them is up a little bit, right? And it's because they they know what's they know what's at stake, right? But then you got three players in OG Barnes and Trent, who are who need more time, more minutes, oh, more touches. OG OG was on that championship team, wasn't he? Never he? Played. he got it. He, he had his appendix taken out. Oh. OG had not played in the playoffs for the Raptors. Oh, yet. right. Oh, I don't right. Think he played okay. last okay. season. I don't even think he played last season. He did play in the bubble, and he had that three-pointer that sent us yeah. to the game seven. So he yeah. that was his, but he missed that whole championship run. Oh, did he? I think, okay, okay, okay. okay. I forgot that. I mean, so, it was so it was so long ago. We've had the pandemic. We've had yeah, like a year you know, felt like ten years. So like it feels like they won like last century or something. Basically, basically, they, but they must have, they must so OG, you know, and I think that's the summer. I don't even think as an organization they want to go too deep in the playoffs. No, because then it makes your decision even more difficult. Like we just went deep. Why can't we just do this again? Right. When, no, I don't think Nick Nurse is going to come back. His comments seem pretty flary, but I don't think yeah. his comments are. He doesn't want to come back and coach the Raptors. I think 
his comments are, I've been coaching for 20 years. I, I like, need a vacation. Do I, I want to do this continually? Right. He's made his money. He's got, you know, he could take a nice, nice vacation, buy a house yeah. in Florida and, you know. And also it's like, where's this team going? Right. Like, does he have, does Nick Nurse, I think, you know, they're linking him to going to Houston to coach Houston. Maybe. It's closer to where his family is and stuff like that. So maybe. But then they said that uh, the uh, I don't know what to call him, but let's call him the uh, the last fiasco of, of executives cheating on their wives. You mean Doka? Oh yeah. Into the Raptors, uh. which obviously. The connection to Masai is there, so I can see that. I can see if they go outside of the organization, he'd be your first choice, or you'd grab, or you promote somebody there. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. We'll see but, what happens. Uh, um, let's see. In good Sorry. news, the Cavs clinched their playoff spot. Cavs clinched their playoff spot. They then continued to proceeded to lose two games. Yes. But, well, sometimes yeah. it's like when you when you finally get that clinch in you kind of take a little bit you take your foot off the gas yeah they relax a little bit i mean it's it's hard to keep 82 games is hard especially basketball wise it's hard to keep focus when you know you're going to make it into the playoffs at least right you turn the focus on in the playoffs but that's why i love to play in because teams seven through twelve cannot lose focus right the top teams that's and and you know what's going to happen one year that number eight seed is going to beat the number one seed and they're going to be the 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 11th seed that won the play in and beat the number one seed because momentum is a tricky thing in basketball right i mean one year it's i don't think it's gonna happen this year I, I mean, I know, I know your dream. You're hoping for your Raptors to. No, 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 no. Not even the Raptors. I'm not worried about the Raptors. I don't think they could do that. I don't think they're deep enough. I just don't I think any that. team could do yes. that. Yes, the year. Lakers can. Okay, the Lakers on the West Coast. Okay, I was thinking of the East. Yeah. Okay, you're East right. Coast, no you're... Way. East Coast, no way. Okay, I don't think yes. so. The Lakers, West? yes. If LeBron yeah. decides, if he's healthy, and can, yeah. and decides he wants to like, like really go far he will he will they they, he will they have two players that you can't guard if they're playing really well that's lebron and ad right. and then you have that player in d'angelo russell that like he if he starts shooting he's a lights out shooter we know this and austin reeves i don't know man this hey. guy is like this guy, a lot of teams passed on this guy. They could use this guy, but again, he's not going to be that good anywhere else. You know, like LeBron you're, you're, makes a lot of players a lot better or worse, just depending on. <laughs> depending on me, I guess that's how it is. I guess that's how it is. Yeah, but, uh-huh. but I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited for this playoffs because every team that makes it in, even the play in, even if you lose in the play in. It's not going to be you lost to a sh- like you're a good eight seed that lost to a shitty eleven seed. All those teams could have yeah. been the eight seed, so it's going to be yeah. tough. 
Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, speaking of surprises and, and uh, you know, nine seeds beating one seeds or whatever happened, um, like the final four has happened in March Madness. We now see it is it's actually what is it? Two five seeds playing each other or four and a five seed? I know. Yeah, something like that. But ain't no number ones in this. In this yeah, playing the final. Um, and honestly, it could have been a nine seed playing in the final. I mean, it was very close. Florida Atlantic almost really probably should have beat San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State kind of got hot at the end. If you see the last shot that was to win that game, that player's foot was half an inch away from the end line for being out of bounds. The ref was right there looking. Oh! They just missed it. Like they showed up, they had a uh, a photo uh-huh. and it was like half an inch could have been out of bounds. Sometimes fate steps in. You know? you know, you know, divine intervention there. I guess they wanted San Diego State in the uh, in the final with uh, UConn. Wait, so is it? Oh, no, no, no. What are the women... Is it two UConns? No, no, no. In the women's no, final, it's Iowa and um, what's the other team? I can't now. Why am I blanking? I'll tell you right now. Iowa and LSU. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. So this is where I want to have my rant. Okay. I, 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 about a year ago or so, I got into a Facebook debate. I am, you know, <laughs> sad to admit i i don't really get into facebook debates you know me remy i don't that's that's i have other friends that do that yeah for, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my i i just don't i don't do that usually i try to keep the peace you know um i, I just it's not i don't like to argue people argue with people in that way um so <laughs> Someone posted a very annoying meme by quote from a certain comedian that I took objection to about the WNBA commenting on, you know, nobody, the reason the WNBA isn't making any money was because the, um, you know, nobody goes to the games or, you know, kind of one of those obnoxious comments. I don't remember what the exact thing was. And it was a comment that was designed to be for people, even, you know, people who are more liberal minded or whatever progressive to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if you really support the WNBA, you should go to the games. And the reason they're not making money is our fault. And we're not as supportive of women as we claim to be. And I was like, no, this isn't cool. That's not what's going on. Like the marketing dollars are not being spent on the women's sports. Like it's not being treated the same level. And that's, you know, it's a bit of a chicken or an egg, which comes first debate. But I got it. I was like, no, this is not exactly what's happening. Um, they're not getting their fair sh- shift, right? So I'm browsing the New York Times or whatever online uh, recently. And they're saying that now that the women's tournament for college basketball has been included as part of March Madness, this is the first year this has happened, I believe, the ratings are up on women's basketball. Who would have thought? People are watching it. 
the marketing dollars are being spent. There are articles in the New York Times about the women's team right under the men's articles. Oh, you're reading them. You, I've watched a couple games because they've been on TV when the men's games are on TV. Like big surprise. Like you're including now the women and this is like, <laughs> like the women are being included at the same time in the men's tournaments and people are watching and people are caring and they're getting into it. And like it anyways, it makes me so annoyed that it took this long and that I had to listen to not smart people to tell me that it was not the case that and argue with me that like, you know, it wasn't an issue of like the marketing dollars being spent. If you had women's, if the WNBA finals was integrated with the men's NBA finals, we would watch those games and we would know all those players. Like it would be a completely different story. And we're going to see that. And I think March Madness is starting to prove that. I mean, you might argue with me. You might think I'm wrong. I see the look on your face. No, no, no. He's you're like, right. he's like I not, don't know. Not, how, do I, how do I navigate this? Because no, no, I'm not going to, no, there's no. nothing you can say that's going to win this conversation. No, no, no. It's not about winning the conversation. <laughs> the the okay. issue is not about the marketing dollars. It, the issue becomes around, like, it, it has to be a buy-in with right. okay. all the arenas in the areas that have WNBA teams. Right. right? It's because, more, yeah, it's more than just yeah. the marketing dollars because being spent. It's, it's NCAA guess, is yeah. easy because it's like a bubble, right? They just bubble. It's like you know, you know what it is. You could do, it happened at the same time, anyways. So right. oh, they would have to, yeah, they would have to like, and I think you're right. Why not just start both seasons at the same time? Kind of have them crushed and kind of have double headers. Hey, you want to watch the Raptors game? Raptors are playing New York. We have the Liberty playing whatever team. At 2 p.m., the Raptors game is at 8, 7 p.m., and you doubleheader it. Yeah. And, and on a Sunday, you had, you had NBA game, WNBA game, NBA game. People we could watching. definitely do it. I think you're going to see it more. I think yeah. also, and it's not like, ladies, do not kill me, right? Well, I mean... You have to go home look, to women, so I, you know. It didn't, it didn't look as pretty as it looks now. Like, the game was not as good as it was now. So it was a hard market because a lot of people were just like, I don't want to watch basketball oh. like this, right? So not because they're not good, but they're so used to, like, high-flying slam dunks, but these women are dunking now. So let's stop the debate. Yeah. And yeah. Caitlin out of Iowa is scoring 41 points, so now the hype is there. Right. And she's and moving into the WNBA, so you have a hype machine. And I think and, the NBA... And, well, I also, right. I think the name and image and likeness deals are really yeah. going to benefit women. I didn't really think this this until this happened and with yeah. this, you know, with Caitlin at Iowa, I was like, oh, this is going to really help women players. And I didn't, like I said, it would not have occurred to me when they were getting this deal. But, you know, you have these women, they can build up their social media followings just as big, if not bigger than some of the men because... Like on social media, like tons of people will follow women 
athletes like all the time, all day. And so they're going to get big deals and they're not, and you know, some of these sports teams or energy drinks or whatever you're going to get a deal for, like it's bad for business. If it comes out that they're paying way less to their women influencers and whatever than the men. So they can't like, they'll always, this is how they're going to get away with it because they're going to say it's market share, right? The billion, the the billion dollar deal. Like I'll I'll tell you. So I I agree with like Nike and NBA players and this and that. It will be a lot college players like oh, for college players, yeah for sure this I don't is think what i mean the yeah, not, the i don't think they're allowed to go i don't think they're allowed to go over a certain threshold for all college players period so like they can't like yeah lebron's son can't make 20 million dollars in college no. he gets capped at like three four million they can't like super kill it because then they're gonna get in trouble you know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. So it, it's a little fairer, but like they yeah. can, it's good. And I think it's really going to help the women. And and now you're seeing it. You're going to see it in March Madness. And then you're going to see that like the players, you're right. I agree with that. They're getting better. They're, you know, but they're also yeah. like, I think the money is being spent. The money is being spent on developing the talent. Yeah. The money is being spent on the deals. Um, so now it's a matter of getting, you know, getting the broadcast time and getting, like you, like I said, like integrating those games into the season or figuring out how you can. So what's, what's, what the, the NBA, I think also what happens is you've got like, you have the NBA and when the WNBA first came, you could count all the women players that would play on that what we're, we're gonna play you know what i mean you right. knew them because everybody knew them right, right you know yeah. what i mean but there wasn't like it wasn't a pool of a lot now the pool is getting bigger oh so now it's like holy shit we need to first we need to expand so we can have more teams so we can make more money right and then you think too like why don't we try to put team and WNBA teams where nba teams are profit share wise so that they can we don't have to work like you know yeah a team makes a lot of money they could profit share with the WNBA and their GV yeah. teams and stuff like that so yeah. I think the expansion of the WNBA will have everything to do with Toronto getting a WNBA team because it'll be a lone wolf team it well it's, be it's already happening isn't that game sold out I think they sold out for the game sold out but again, we did the same thing when the NFL came up here. Like we just went to watch it because it was yeah. the NFL, yeah. right? But they didn't bring the Bills here because Buffalo would have came across the border and started to kick our ass because Buffalo. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been like the park, the South Park episode with the yeah. <laughs> that would have caused the war. The wars, yeah. <laughs> but I think I think like we're starting. You're starting to take. I think you're starting to take. W like the women's basketball a little bit more seriously. I don't. I'm not gonna say WNBA because I think it's just on a whole. It's women's yeah. It's, it's just women's best. basketball like on every level. Yep. Scouts scouts that used to scout uh, the men the male players are now scouting the female and male players at the yeah. same time. So the buzz and, is there, and, and I think also you know I'll say this because the, the the discussion last year and the debate I got into was also mentioned you know, in the context of what was happening with Brittany Griner and as awful as that was, um, and it is awful um, what happened to her 
and how long it took to resolve her situation. Um, and I, and I think, you know, they were doing their best. It was a very a tricky, awful situation. I, the one, I don't want to even call it a silver lining, but what came out of that was that people realized how much players were making women players were making in other countries compared to what they were making in the WNBA and in the U S and it was like, wait, what? Like this woman put herself in jeopardy in a country that is not friendly to Americans, to African-Americans, to LGBTQ people. She put herself at risk because she was getting paid garbage essentially in the WNBA. And I think people really were like, hold on, wait a minute. You know, what is going on here? And I don't think before that, you know, that was not something that was people really knew or real. I didn't know that. Like I was, you know, I don't think a lot of people were really aware. So, you know, if anything, yeah, it's. I don't want to say positive comes out of that, but I think that awareness well, is important. I think like, so overseas has always been better for like players. Like, unless you're a superstar, overseas is, yeah. is where it's at for you. Like if you play like in, I don't know, like professional men's league or women's leagues, including WNBA in um, North America, it's peanuts. You're just getting enough to take the ride on the bus, kind of thing, and you're not really making a lot. Right. Over, over. When you go overseas to play, it's a little bit more money. Mm. So I think like players, like, and that's another thing too. It's like it was a double-edged sword because players knew they could make more over there, so they didn't really push to get things going here. They just went over to play. Yeah. Right. They said, you know, screw it. Someone's offering me this six figures for a summer. I'm going over there for the summer. I'll I'm be back in the yeah. winter. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it, like when that happens, it's, you never think about like, no, why can't I get the same six figures here? Like, why are we not getting it here? Right. And I know for her situation, it's such a crazy situation. It was just like everything had to line up at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. You just no, Like, you know, like, You've traveled there years and years and you've brought your 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 pipe or whatever with your weed in there and you know you No, it, it was it was a I mean it was a terrible situation and like she got yeah. caught up in stuff that was not Yeah. It was just like all you they seen your name on the manifest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know what? It's for her for her part, she didn't really get too angry, feel like she wanted to like punch somebody in the face. It was more like, okay, this happened. She de- like, you know, like she could she, later on, maybe you'll hear more of like the anger from her. Yeah. But I, yeah, d- I, I do feel like it was, it was a, just a tough, tough, unfair situation for someone to go through. Yeah, no, totally. I, I hundred percent. Um, But, and yeah, so that's why my rant came from a discussion around that. Yeah. And just, you know, money and what women athletes get paid and, and should get paid. And this this idea that people won't support or don't support women athletes or women's sports. And I'm like, but they do in a lot of cases when it's mark when it's brought to their attention, when it's given the same space or a similar space, 
people will. And I think, you know, women's tennis is such a prime example of this. The, the WTA women's tennis, they have fought for years for equal pay and for equal um, prize money in the tournaments. I mean, decades. Like this started with Billie Jean King and like all along. And, you know, my dad watches both men's and women's tennis and he's a huge tennis fan and he loves the women's tennis players. Um, we can talk about why, you know, we, young women in skirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, well. hey. Um, but the women's tennis players are good. I mean, they're uh, like, I mean, they're very good. I mean, and I mean, Serena Williams could still beat probably you know, most of the men below the top 20 men <laughs> in seeds. In, she could probably beat the number one guy too. On a good, she's, I mean, maybe in her, Serena, like 10 years ago, maybe could have done that. I don't know right now. I don't know, you know, we all get a little bit slower as we get older. <laughs> no, no, don't kill me, Serena, please. It's so be. She can make a comeback just for you. I Yeah, please do. Um, but they, you know, women's tennis is like, they fought. Uh, and, you know, the women's tournament, because they play on the same stages at Wimbledon, the Australian Open, US Open, whatever, they play on the same stages as the men, they get the same shine a lot of times. And that makes all the difference in the world, I think, for them. Um, you know, and you all, you know, you also see the younger players with their social media followings and, making you know deals that way and all this stuff so it's you know i think for women's basketball we're gonna really see some changes in the next couple yeah, of years oh yeah and they got a they got their collective bargaining agreement coming up so you'll see True. changes like the thing is a lot of times it they don't make drastic or big changes Unless it's in the CBA. Like the NBA is very like, it's a very strict kind of way that they do it. It's just so that people don't start asking for things during seasons and you have to like deal with it. It's like, no, we're not dealing with it. Keep it there. Deal with it in the CBA. We got to go to the table anyways. You guys have what you... So when they get back to the table, the last time they went to the table, they argued for more money. Right. And then it was based on, okay, well, your TV deal's not up to this time. So, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, they don't, they're not connected together. They haven't done that yet, where revenue share comes from the $100 billion that the NBA makes. They have to take a certain amount of it and funnel it to the WNBA. And I'm sure the NBA players will not give a shit. They're not, no, right? they're not, they don't care. care. They actually don't understand why it's not even. Or at least closer, better, right? Well, because you, know, you they play less games, so it won't be as big. But at the same time, it's like okay, listen, well, if you know, I, I, I the tra- there's many tragedies um, around like losing Kobe Bryant and um, his daughter. I think had they lived, and his has Kobe Bryant's daughter gotten into the WNBA, and like if you have that level of player and his daughter gets into the WNBA, I think you'll see, you would see a push, but even without that, I think you'll see a push of like, no, 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 
you know, especially with this name, image, and likeness at the college level, because now they can command big money outside of their player contracts. So like if Nike's going to pay me all this money, like why is my salary this, you know, like now I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to bring people to the arena. They're going to want to see me like, come on. So I think, yeah, you just, part of it is clout too, right? You just, you have to have a certain level of clout to, it helps get things done. Um, you know, that's just the way it is, I guess. For now. For now. <laughs> it's going to change. It's, yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to change the, the, um, it's, it's obviously going to, it already takes a little bit longer, but I don't know. Like you know, the NBA themselves just they just basically agreed on their CBA for the next seven years. They did. They did. Which means that the players can smoke marijuana freely and not have to worry about being tested anymore. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. Well, I mean, weed is legal in some of these places in Denver. Like, so yeah. why can't it yeah. was? It was always something though because you have to kind of like. It is still, they think about it as this is a family thing, right? Do we want these players walking around with spliffs in their mouth in the opening entrance to go into the arena? No. No. I I know you think that won't happen, but let them smoke weed freely and see. I I smoke marijuana. And 99% of the time, I smell like I smoke marijuana. So, you know, like, I get... I get where they're coming from. I am. And they, but when when they went into the bubble, they kind of said they weren't going to test for it because the players are already going to be like away from home. And they realized that the players are considerably more relaxed. And I think Adam Silver smokes a lot of weed. I do definitely think so. Really? You think he's a pothead? I think so. I think so. I think... I think it. I think it goes to show when when you see them kind of like. You have a lot of younger executives in the NBA now too. Right. A lot of these young GMs, like same with like you see some of the young GMs in the NFL too. I'm like these guys smoke weed. Yeah, and here's and the key thing is the players will be allowed to legally invest their money into marijuana stocks and and. You know that's that's what the real. Yeah. Number that's number one. Number two, that's, they'll also be allowed. The they'll also be allowed to invest in NBA and WNBA teams while they're playing. That's interesting. And sports betting. You know, okay, so I don't necessarily think they should invest in sports betting, but that's a whole nother. I'm not a big well, not the not the actual like they won't be able to bet on games. No, no, but that's, they'll no. be able to invest in like a company. That okay. is, of course, right? So they can have one, which is shaky grounds. It is but it's a little, it's, I mean. It's, what's the difference between, it's actually smarter because yeah. now you're giving them the, the opportunity to be like, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I'm invested in this company. You can actually watch them to make sure they're not doing anything that's, shady. That's true. That's true. Where I could just, where half time I could just call somebody and be like, yo, listen, I'm about to like throw this game. You might as well put like put that six thousand dollars on the other team. Or it's going to be over under. We'll hold it down to this, right? There's no stopping that conversation 
at halftime, text mm, messages, right. your but friends sitting in the crowd watching the game, right? So it's so open. It's so crazy. But I think I think knowing if you're investing in the company versus investing in, 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 in versus betting on a game. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about how like obviously how big wins or whatever would affect the stock prices of one of the actual an actual sports betting company. Like I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's that much. I think most of it is just like. Obviously, there's probably some more like entwined things that are in yeah. there. It's just they're giving you the broad scope and people are like yeah. losing their mind. But I think the NBA is just like, listen, if, well. if a team says, hey, listen, I want to sign you to a max deal that I can't afford. I can sign you to this deal, plus give you revenue or stock shares in the team. In the team. No, this I've thought, you know what? Okay. I have thought that this was going to happen for a long time. And I, I when, I, I think, you know, we can discuss when it started to happen. But when I really started to notice is LeBron. And I think this is something that LeBron was after in Cleveland, when he went back to Cleveland. Because what he did in Cleveland is he insisted that his teammates get paid massive contracts. Like for players like Tristan Thompson and like guys that you're like, eh, I don't know if this guy should have gotten like that kind of contract, but what, you know, and they were way over the luxury tax and all that. And Dan Gilbert did it, you know, he did whatever he needed to do. But I think the thinking there on LeBron's part, if I'm LeBron and I'm part of his team and kind of knowing what I read about how LeBron thinks about things um, and thinks about business I don't know much, but like knowing what I know of what he's doing in Akron. And we're, we should talk about that, actually. I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, he, I always thought I was like, he's trying to get these big payouts for his teammates, be, not just himself, because he knows if they win a championship, they're going to make, the organization is going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And how are they going to get that money back into their pockets, right? Into the players' pockets. The only way is through their, what they get paid and their contracts. But if you win, if you've already signed a contract and a five-year, whatever contract, and you win in the second, you win a championship in the second year of your contract, it's not like you're going to get more money necessarily. I mean, I guess you work in bonuses or whatever, like if you go in the playoffs and this and that, but I think I think I always felt like LeBron's thinking was like, you know, this is an investment. And since we're not really gonna make a ton if we win, like, you know, we need to make it now. We need to make what we're making for this team. I don't know if that if that makes sense what i'm trying to explain like it's so it's, it's it's like the whole the idea of like i think the nba didn't have a handle on it so a lot of it was happening behind the scenes right. oh, i'll get your cousin a job i'll get your dad a job somewhere and give them extra money and do that right and right. that becomes an issue because 
if the player needs to get traded, you like you're losing personnel. You keep, the player gets an idea of like who's the personnel. It's too close. Like if, for example, if you're a player and then you get your brother a job in the in in the in the executive side, and he starts to tell you about who they're trading and what they're doing, you oh, start yeah, to get yeah, mad yeah. before you know. So I th- I think they needed to like kind of. Like, say, yeah, we could do this so we could set the boundaries and the rules of how it's going to be done. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And I think I think it's it's a much better – I just think it makes sense. I mean – I love it. I love it. Like, no, if you get drafted I, to a team, like, Steph Curry – He should be um, an investor in Golden State. Like – It's definitely – it's going to happen. Yeah, so Damian like, Lillard. Damian Lillard, I was about to say, like, Portland, these guys – like Bradley Beal that have stayed with their team. Giannis in the Bucks. Giannis in the Bucks. They might need that. We're giving you like so much money. We don't even make that much money. Right. And it's an I investment think... in, in the community as well. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you're invested. And it makes people like, it makes you, you're going out to play. You're playing not only for your team, but for yourself. You're, if you're, your level of play, your ability to get better hinders on how much money you make in the back end. That is something that could get you get more out of it. I mean, like, I would yeah. love to see, of course, you know, like next year, I've, a lot of teams, like team, a, a player like, so I always talk about like, you know, you want to get rid of Fred or Siakam, but if one of those players were to say, yeah, I'll take less money to, to get to, like, buy into this team, oh. win or lose, I'm like, yeah, for sure. You guys are drafted here. You won a championship, you know? Maybe yeah. you should. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's, it help if that can help when you sign a superstar. If you can sign up for like, if it takes off thirty percent off the cap, if they take ownership stake, come on, man, you just do it. Yeah, it's, and it's why nothing. wouldn't they want to do that? Like they all want, like they don't all want to own a team, but it's like for them, it's a much better position. If I'm a player, hell yeah, I want to be have an ownership stake in this team because I don't want these motherfuckers telling me what to do i don't want the like the raptors what is it ted roger whatever the is it ted rogers whatever ed whichever rogers it is like that guy no that guy destroyed the blue jays and he and the only reason he didn't destroy the raptors was because of the way the league is set up with the nba governors so yeah yeah yeah. like the nba ownership stake because i don't want this fucking yeah. You know, the sun, whatever these racist owners. Like, sorry, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's it's no. it's ownership, man. Yeah. See, because ownership of a sports team and ownership of business are two different things, and I think you can't like Rogers. That's why the Blue Jays were so bad for so long. Hmm. It's not because they couldn't be better. It's because the person that was signing the checks had no idea how to run a sports business, right? Yeah. Now they have an ownership set up kind of like how mlsc is set up okay where it's so, like it's un- you can't touch it you just get you just it's, yeah, here's the budget it. and you can't touch it yeah so and it's, it was always like that but i think he was kind of stepping over yeah like i read some stuff he was yeah. the reason that he couldn't really step over towards the raptors because mlsc is only well, it's, 50%. It's, it's the mlsc but it's also the nba the nba and, and the, Rogers only owns 50, it's only 50%. Bell yeah. owns the other 50. So he couldn't yeah. really like step too hard. And then they kind of like sh- shielded off. Yeah. And they, they, the MLSC makes enough money to not even have to go to them for any money. Yeah. 
the, the listeners who might not know, MLSC is Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, and they yeah. own the Raptors, the Leafs, the Leafs, the TFC, the they own uh, the football club, soccer, and they own um, the Argos. Oh, they Argos for the for the Canadian football mm-hmm. fans the out Canadian there. Football fans, they own the Argos, <laughs> and they own the lacrosse team that's here. Y'all know about lacrosse everywhere. I mean, and lacrosse is you know lacrosse is kind of fun to watch. Uh, it's and, huge in certain parts of America. It's a very yeah. bougie sport. It's huge, um, it's huge in college. Like if you go yeah, to a college yeah. the lacrosse team, like it's, and yeah. they will they will own the WNBA team eventually that gets here. Okay. But just to put it like so, the Maple Leafs are the fifth or sixth. I think maybe seventh now. Seventh richest team in sports. They haven't won a championship in like fifty years. But sure. they make enough money to pay for the Raptors, Argos, and MLS, uh, and and the sports and the soccer team. So it's not really they they kind of govern by themselves. This is um I want to get back to talking about LeBron in a minute, but yeah, I do want to say talking about any we don't really talk much about hockey here, but they're talking about because I am not that knowledgeable. Don't tell the people I work with that. Um, they're looking at expanding the NHL and there was an argument that I think is a fair one that there should be another Toronto team or there's like a list of U.S. cities they could choose from. I can't remember the list um, that they were looking at, but I think the market and there's a market for it in Toronto. I just don't know if Maple Leaf Sports would be okay with it. They possibly could just own them both. Would that be a conflict of interest, though? I don't no. know. Is that allowed? Are you allowed to know. own? I don't know if anybody's ever had the opportunity. I don't know if Jeannie Buss and her family were not buying the Clippers. So you would never right. know. Right. Here's my thing. The, the problem with hockey. That Dolan did not buy the Nets. Yeah. The problem with hockey is that... The, there's too many small market teams. Hockey has the worst. Like, if you ever, it's like baseball. Have you ever watched a game in Tampa Bay when the Blue Jays are playing? There's nobody there. There's nobody there, right? Where they revenue share with but, the top team. I in mean, baseball, but, it's even worse than in hockey. Sorry, it's I worse. Don't think it is because I think people go to like Predators games in Nashville of all places like they've they have chose teams like tampa bay well they have a football team i don't know tampa i don't tampa bay is not where i would choose to have any type of team but uh, no comment there but um you know columbus has the blue jackets and like it's it wouldn't be the obvious choice for an nhl team but i think people i mean i think they get a lot of people at those games as far as i know I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, and people go to Predators games and I don't know, you know, are yeah. people going to games in Phoenix? You know, uh, that one, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, 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 it's a tough one. And I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the exact answer. I, 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 I agree with you that it's sometimes you look at it and you're like, why did you choose these cities for teams? Yeah. Like. Yeah, because again, too, um, 
Maple Leaf tickets are hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Nashville Predator tickets are five dollars, twenty dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right? I know, right? So, well, Montreal, right? Montreal, like yeah, Montreal tickets, tickets. Like, there's a ten year wait list to get season tickets for. Yeah, yeah same with the Leafs, it. right? So imagine those teams are making like two, three million dollars a game. And they got to give a million dollars of that a game back to the NHL so they could pool it for the teams to have five to ten dollar tickets in Nashville. In Nashville, <laughs> or like, <laughs> and some of those teams go deep into the playoffs too, man. It's a little bit. It's weird. I think you know. Again, hockey. Well, they need teams to play. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's so here's the thing: hockey took a a crazy blow when. Um, Americans were complaining that the puck was going too fast, and they put that stupid thing on the puck so you can oh, see yeah. it. Yeah, right. And that's and and then they had the strike. The only uh, major sports franchise, um, major sports league that benefited after a strike was the NBA. Everybody else took such a major dive, like oh, baseball yeah. too, like last oh, year. Baseball, baseball right? strikes hurt. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, like younger, and there were baseball strikes, and they would just always hurt. They were such a big, like. They're long. They're stupid. You don't understand why. Like, you know, I never understood, like, you know, as just a fan, I'm like, why can't they just be talking about this shit all the time? Yeah. Why do we wait till there's two weeks left in our bargaining agreement to go to the table? Why aren't we talking about this? Why are we and even also, going like, to why not give them what they want, generally speaking? What I, I, do mean, like, I, what I do like about baseball, and, you know, basketball can incorporate this because not enough players on the team, like, they sit on the bench. But baseball, you, dra- you I draft you. I can call you up, bring you down, do whatever I want with you for seven entire years. Before you can get off this team, you have no say. You can't tell me you can't demand the trade. You can't do shit. Unless I trade you, that's all you got, right? And the better you do, the more money you can argue for for that next year, but it's one-to-one, it's year contracts, right? Why don't they incorporate that in the NBA? It doesn't have to be seven years. It could just be Five years. Talk to, four go, years. Go have a joint with Adam Silver and, and discuss it with him. It, it just makes better because then team players can't get that. I want to get traded. Yeah, you'd have to give them a balloon contract for that fifth year. You probably have to give them, like, baseball contracts are crazy. After seven years, players are making, like, $540 million for 25 years. I mean, but a lot of players aren't. But so many players never make it. Or don't make any money. Like I don't know that it's a different. You have to be. You have to be top tier. If you're not top yeah. tier, if you're not on the NBA All Star list, if you're not in the NBA All Star game, you are not making more than a couple million dollars a year. That's the way it should be. It's definitely not you like that. I see. I see what some no of these money, But you don't. Nobody have... scoring eleven points a game should be making sixty million dollars a year. I mean, or for a contract. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get it. Revenue share makes it go up higher because it's but a percentage. But maybe that'll base. change now that they can own a part of the team. 
No, 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 no. The team is only giving that ownership to the guy that scores like 35. Like LeBron. You gotta be, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be like the top tier to even get that that conversation. I think like, okay, is that my perfect example? It's like a player like Gary Trent Jr. I think he's a great player. He's gonna look for a hundred million dollars next year. He's not a hundred million dollar player. But technically he is because he could score. And his contract progression leads him to that, right? Like, you got to give Fred Van Vliet. Agent. He, should, he should pay his agent more. I mean, I don't you know. Gotta, you're Fred Van Vliet. You got to get almost to 200 million. That's what the Raptors are going to look like to keep you. Is he worth 200 million? No. No. But technically, if you look at his thing, yeah, he's an undrafted player. He's an NBA champion. He's one of the best point guards in the league. So he has to match up with all the good point guards in the league. If Jalen Brunson could get 196, Fred Van Vliet can get 196. It's like, it's like real estate, you know? Yeah. You watch these, um, you know, I watch HGTV and they're always like looking at the comps in the neighborhood and like you get one house in a neighborhood that goes for like way more than it should. All the other houses are looking at like, well, my neighbor just went for X. Like this happened, my parents' neighborhood. It's nuts in my parents' neighborhood. And this house went for like triple it was what it had they the previous people had bought it for. It was nuts. I mean, clearly something shady going on. But now every other house in that neighborhood is worth fifty thousand dollars more, a hundred thousand dollars more than what it was worth six months ago. And yeah, see, that's horrible. You know, and that's you know, I, I agree, it is horrible because it 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 oh it overvalues the market and and so yeah your skill set if you're a player is being overvalued um but then maybe they would argue and say but no wait i am worth this because you if i'm not there you don't have a team so i mean you know i don't know if i if i was the agent if i was a player's agent i would make the case to be like you you know yeah my player is worth this much of course. Anybody could score. But then it's, I look, you know. I, you're yeah, sitting there, but, you're like, anybody could be Fred Van Vliet. Anybody could. No, no, not Fred. Anybody, like in the 100 million, you, you know, Fred, like you look at the NBA, you look at the 2019, 2019, 30 teams. I don't even know how much teams are in the NBA anymore. You look at those teams and you look at the point guards. Yeah. And you're going to call Fred's name before you get to 10. So he deserves 100 million. And he's not a lot of them are still champions. He's champion. So he's got and an all-star. So he's got the credentials to get there, right? Yeah. He's got the a resume. Like, yeah. A player like Gary Trent Jr. Is, is not a winner. He hasn't won the anything yet. The problem is, and this is with, with athletes, it, it's it's an interesting kind of dilemma that you have, is that, you know, you have your, your sweet spot of when you're really good. And then after that, you know, you're in your golden years. It doesn't mean you shouldn't still be playing and making money, but now you're at a contract level that doesn't match the for a lot of players the skills of an older player. So how do you, you know, what's the sunset clause essentially in the league? Like if you're if you're Kevin Love, for example, and have this huge contract, but you still want to play, even though like really. You know, yeah, there's some teams where you can still go and get some minutes on, but you're not. Well, see, 
that's going to change because now if you're a team that's in the in the luxury tax yeah you're not going to be allowed to go get a player off the waiver like if a team drops the player the small market teams could sign that player or a team that's not in the penalty so now it's going to get back to like smart gm juggling how do you handle that do you want how do you improve your team in the bio market when you can't be in the second luxury side of it so it's going to be a lot of like it's going to be a lot of juggling but because again i don't like that i don't like like kevin love comes off of the Cavs, and miami picks him up do you know how shitty of a player kevin love looks like on the court in miami it's not his fault. It's, and but he but just he wanted had, to play. Like he's, he, just, he doesn't. But he could have went to any team to play. Like where should he have gone? The Pacers? I don't know. Like Toronto? He could have gone. No, but Toronto can't. We don't need Kevin Love. Here. No, nobody needs it. I mean, nobody yeah. really. Who really needed but, Kevin Love? But again, he could have went to like, what if he went to a team like, like the Bulls or a yeah. team like. I was like, yeah, a team like Indiana, who's like fighting for a play-in, right? If you're saying that you want to play, why would you go to a team that already has 12 playing players to go? You're not, they're not going to integrate you. It's going to take a while for you to get integrated into that team. Maybe the play-in, sorry, I'm all over the place. Maybe the mid-season tournament will be a good idea. uh, Yes, those who remember our, whatever, one of our episodes where... Remy's dream of a mid-season tournament that he is... It's happening. It's in the collective bargaining agreement. It starts next year. Oh, it okay. It is happening. He's, it okay. is happening. Sorry, it's not a dream anymore. Not okay. a dream anymore. It is here. Remy and has it, read it, the collective bargaining agreement. If at, that, if at that point, if you say, okay, we have this mid-tournament, at the time of this tournament, teams will have the opportunity to drop and pick up players. Then it gives those players... Oh, uh, time to like maybe are like we, in that. They are won't we all be able playing to play NBA two K now. Is this like? No, no, but but in that time, it gives a, that's if that tournament happens in the span of a week, it gives the player opportunity to like get acclimated with the team, at not a cost to games because you're in a tournament, right? Right, right. They can't right. play in the tournament, but I think it's like it's crazy. You're expecting Kevin Love to be Kevin Love, the All Star from Cleveland, a little bit older but you're expecting him to click just like he would with cleveland and he looks like he can't even run up and down the court in miami not his fault miami has a lot of those players they thought they were getting 2019 champion kyle lowry they don't have that kyle lowry no not even close no right and it's like a lot of like you know like it's it's you know you got it's twofold. For me, it's twofold. One, sports science, players can play longer, but they don't play better. They just play longer. Right. right? No, this is the thing. Like, so it's I, like I, Udonis yeah. Haslam has been on the bench for a goal for Miami forever. That guy is like 60 years old. He's still there. LeBron's going to be, LeBron's like, he's he's got like two more years in him because he wants to play with Bronny. LeBron so, said know. the only player that he wants to play with is Bronny. That's all he's thinking about. You know, but like, how do you feel? Can I just say if you're Bryce, like his younger son, you're like, oh, my dad's going to wait to play with Bronny, but not me. I mean. Bryce, Bryce don't want to play with his dad. Bryce is better than both of them. 
I know, that's, right? This is it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. the best, though. It's, I think it's the best for him because yeah. he gets the, like... He kind of gets the, like, nobody pays as much attention to him. Everything's going through... But again, it's you, you, the firstborn. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm, a, I have nine other siblings. I understand what's going on. It trickles down. You don't get the love. The love, the love is given, and then nine other people are eating it, and you get the leftover crumbs at the bottom. It's just the way it is, right? <laughs> Bronny will. So, so when Bryce gets into the league, he's gonna feast and try to beat Bronny. It's like. No. Well, it's, I think it's why if if you look at it's why Serena Williams is so good is she was always playing with her sister, her older sister, and she was always like needed to be or be as good as her older sister. And eventually that just mentality like w- won out. Right. And mm-hmm. she played longer. She did more, you know, and it's not Venus was no like slouch. You know, it's just Serena, you know, you just, she pushed and, you know, got pushed in that way. So, yeah, I I can see Bryce ending up being better than both of them. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe not better than LeBron, but certainly better than Bronny. Although I don't know what his, what is his ranking or his, like, what what level, Bryce, what level of. Bryce, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't have him ranked yet. They're just talking about Bronny. Yeah, not talking about it, but he see the thing is he hasn't even that team that Santa Clara team was so good that he didn't even get the minutes. He's transferring to another school, I think. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, and then but he's he probably should have stayed. I mean, no, because they're going to be that much better. He wasn't going to play. Yeah, he probably should have stayed in Ohio and played on like a team in Ohio and gotten the minutes. Not a bit of a good idea, but I think like. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Barney. Like, we don't even know if he's going to go to college. Well, he's... There, there's a whole debate of whether colleges even want him. Not because... Because the whole thing is, it's 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 there's sort of a dilemma, right? You can't have him on your team and not play him, but is he really a top-tier recruit? Like, he's maybe a player you would get and he would need to play, like, two or three years in college and then he'll be a, a your star a starter right but is he like top tier and then I, I think I think Bronny I mean it's not uh, that he's not good but he's not I think I think he's top tier I think he's just not like his game see the problem that he has is he has the same problem like LeBron They're, they play the game so smart that they out they outplay they they don't shine like superstars all the time, but little things that they do, how they move the ball, how they read plays, how they do things, that becomes so he'll become a coach's, a good coach's like floor general, like he can handle the team, uh, right? Okay, right. So that's the player he's gonna be because that's how LeBron plays. LeBron plays within yeah. his team, right? Yeah. So if that's the teacher that's teaching you. That's Ronnie's like, not like he's not those five star. He's not the recruit that's trying to score forty points. Right. He's not trying to score forty points and lose. He's trying to do whatever he can to win. He just has that innate ability. Right. And maybe, like, like, I feel like I don't know if then is college even the right place for him. I don't know. I don't, listen. 
I mean, that's that's you know. Yeah, I think I think I think he should go. I think but, he should go. He's got to do two years because the one and done thing is out. It's new CBA. One and oh, done is really? gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think they cut out the one and done. Yeah, because what it's doing is like you end up having to take these players and throw them in the G League for like four years, right? You don't know what's going to happen to them mentally. You might as well just keep them one extra year in college, college or yeah. have them just go to the G League if they want to well, go. And, and and I think the thing- NBA, the NBA is smart. They're trying to get the players to make that decision. You can go to G League and go through our our tunnel. Or you, or can, you could do two years in college. Those are your two options. Or right. you can go overseas, and play for a year or two. Come back. Even like, like um, Lamar Ball. Don't don't quote me on Lamar Ball, but Lamar Ball is a good thing. He's just like, if he was LeBron, he would tell Bronny, go play okay. a year overseas. Go play with men. Go play that game. You would gain some experience playing like that and then just come back. LaMelo Ball. Why is LaMelo better than Lorenzo's brother? Not because he's not, they're both injury prone, as you can see, they're never not on injury list. But he was overseas playing a grown game for a long time. It honed a lot of his game. He's not the best player. No, but but when he plays, he doesn't feel rattled about things and i think like you know it's it's it, it, if you're yeah, like it's tricky, it's for, tricky. Me, it's like, for me it's like listen you're 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 Bryony bryce your dad is lebron james there's a billion dollars in your family right right he's gonna leave you guys some of that money yeah do you even want to play yeah one do you even want to play two do you want to go to college to to spend a year or two just floating around why not just go and try to play in the in the league? Well, this is you know it's, it's interesting. There was a, a I can't I don't remember who it is. It was during like when the Olympics were starting, and this was before the name, image, and likeness deals you know for the NCAA came about. And there was you know a father who had been an NFL player, and his daughter was a track star, and he basically said he's like I told her go professional. Because he goes, she can make that money now, go to college later. You know, she can always go to college. She can go to school after she's made the money, but go play, make the money as a professional, you know, with the sponsorship deals, whatever now, and then go and get your education. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think a few years ago, that was definitely something i think now that they can do the name image and likeness stuff it's going to change things a little bit that players are going to be like okay well going to college isn't necessarily a loss for me if i if i know i'm going to be able to go professional right um yeah well, it's not a monetary for me, loss for me yeah i i agree 100 i think my 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 only thing is like, and by the yeah. way, I'm very education minded, so I think everyone should go to school and get their education. Yeah. Now, yeah, me too. But if you're education. playing a D1 sport, you're not getting an education. You're just playing that sport all the time. And the also, way. also like education could happen anywhere. You should just be smart enough to know how to learn. You know, and 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 if you're if you're smart enough and you to know understand what learning is, you'll go to school. Because then you know that you have to go well, there and, and get some 
some type of like formal training, the idea of how to how to learn comes from, from school. Right. But they um I think you're right. You could always get an education. Right? Is him going to play two years of college gonna make him smarter? Probably not. Well, because he's not gonna go to school in those two years. Yeah, no, you're gonna be playing that sport. That's the thing. They play play. like if you're playing on a D1 team of pretty much any sport, at least when that sport is in season, that's really all you're doing. And then maybe off season, depending on the sport, you're, you know, you'll do, you'll go to class and stuff. I mean, it's not to say that they don't go to class, but it's just, it's, it just takes so much of your time and energy. You're just taking fewer classes when you're playing the sport. It's just not. I think you'll end up, I think you'll end up going to college. I think he's going to end up going to University of Ohio. Or Ohio State? Ohio State. That's what I meant. Because there is, there is, well, there's Ohio University, then there's Ohio State. He's going to somewhere in Ohio or he's going to U.S. US. Those two. Uh, No, University of uh, California. Oh. Southern? Yeah, U.S. Southern California. Yeah. Those two. Those are the two. Ohio State. I think you'll see. Him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. No, it's, if he's gonna go to school, he's gonna either go to school close to his house, right, where they live now, or, or he's gonna go back to where that, like, he would. Cinderella's story Cincinnati. of the prodigal sons, the prodigal Return. sons. Oh God! Oh no! I can't. I can't. It takes can't. Ohio all the way to the final four, maybe even a championship, and then goes into the NBA and plays with his dad. They can't write this better anywhere else. <laughs> I'm telling you, but the opportunity to try is there. Well, you know, it's interesting um, as we talk about LeBron. And the last thing I want to talk about before we end this Sunday chat that's been amazing. Um, this is actually a great segue into like LeBron um, opened what's called House 330 in um 330 in uh akron which is a whole community endeavor uh, it's, it's basically like a hospitality training center with a, a inside of a whole venue so there's like a coffee shop there's a um, night is there'll be like a co- small concert venue There'll be a restaurant, like a steakhouse or something. Um, There's a big kitchen, like a commercial kitchen. There's all these different things. And they're basically training people in hospitality management and all aspects of doing this kind of, of work at like all levels. Right. So it's kind of an interesting uh, endeavor that he's built in Akron. And I was reading about it and it, and the partnerships that he's created and, you know, in this community. And one of the things in the article is that when LeBron kind of went through, like after his like first or second year in Miami, and it was like, didn't go as great as he had hoped and things like that. Um, And, you know, he did the whole big announcement of the decision of leaving Cleveland and all that. And he came back and he was in Akron and he was like kind of regrouping and trying to with his team, figuring out what he was going to do. And he realized that like Akron is a big part of who he is, whether he lives there or not. 
and and has made him who he is and so you know that changed all his endeavors and his the things that he wanted to do and the way he sort of looks at giving back where it's not just a one and done it's uh we're building a legacy and we're building something that can last and help people in the long term and in the whole community and all the different ways that they need to be helped. Uh, so it's a really interesting endeavor of what he's doing. And I think what you're, you're saying, the story of like Ronnie going back to Ohio, winning, doing all this, like, yeah, it's a great story. And maybe he will. Um, I think people in Ohio have a lot of love for LeBron and his family and all that. And um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, maybe not Dan Gilbert, but. <laughs> Dan Gilbert loves LeBron James. Okay? He loves LeBron James, you know, like, I feel like it's a love-hate Lebr- Lebr- I think, relationship. But I think, I think. Like he made him a lot of money. Uh, one. And number two, sometimes you keep somebody too long and they just don't do for you what they're supposed to. LeBron in the vacuum was very good for the Cavs. Right. He came there. He brought them from the bottom to the top. Yeah. He left, came back, gave, yeah. got them a ring, and he left again. And watching them now grow into this team, yeah. like you can't be like the only can't be mad. Can't be, can't mad. be mad because you didn't suffer as long as you think. It just felt you felt it when he left. Yeah, you, yeah, you felt it, but like it's it's kind of like and he opened up and said that it was a mistake on his part for like the way that the decision was made. Oh yeah, the first to time was to be like, you know, yo, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, and then laughed, right? Yeah, that was messed up, right? It hurt it hurt us too as Raptor fans, you know what I'm saying? Hurt, because we, with Chris Bosh, it triggered it. Lie. It triggered your lie. oh well, Chris Bosh, and it also triggered like other memories. I think for Raptors yeah. fans, other <laughs> yeah. So my and I. When you look back, two Raptors that are all-time, three of them, that are all-time Raptors, my Damon Stoudemire, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, all three of those players openly have said they wish they never left because the day that they got to the other place where they were playing, they realized nobody loved them like Toronto fans love them because we, you're a Lone Ranger into Canada. Right, right, right. Chris Bosh is the same thing. Yeah. But Chris well, he's Bosch. married to a Toronto, yeah, or what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What hurt me about Chris Bosch the most is that I don't think he was that good to just leave. Well, I'm he sorry. left. I forgot that Chris Bosch was part of that leaving and going to Miami along with yeah. LeBron. Yeah. He took less money. He went to just, it just hurt, man. Like, I mean, it's, you know what, though? Let us trade you somewhere, get some pieces, and like, that, that, like right. help us get something. He didn't even want to do nice. The sign and trade. Yeah. He left. But he wouldn't even do it. The Raptors did win a championship eventually. Yeah. And, and you know, the Cavs won a championship. Yeah. LeBron came back. And the now Wolves, the Cavs yeah. are in the playoffs again with a great yeah. team that is, I mean, this team, I have to say, watching the Cavs team now, I enjoy watching them so much. And I actually probably enjoy watching them more than when LeBron played. I mean, you can't not like watching LeBron play, but like, I just this team, the the fun that they have, you will see oh, in the yeah. playoffs. I think it gets a little more. You can kind of see some of the stress, but they just seem to like have such joy playing, and yeah. um, 
it's great. So definitely. Well, we are gonna wrap this up with that lovely discussion. Uh, um, we will be back next week with loads more. We will know who won this NCAA tournament. I don't know who do, who do you have last thoughts. Who do you have? I, I don't have anybody, man. My team's a bit out for the longest time. I'm gonna say San Diego State. I don't know, like and yeah, yeah. We'll give we'll give it to, for the we'll women. Give it to Kawhi, we'll give it to Kawhi's old team. Nobody's yeah. beating Kaylin. And yeah. no, no one's beating her. Yeah, Iowa. She's got too much attitude. Man. I love <laughs> hey, it. I love it. That, but, that, but that's the part of the game. Like, you got to play with a chip on your shoulder. You can't play like you don't want to win. She plays like she wants to win. Yeah. Hey, that's, we that's need more women out there like that, like a, like killers, you know? Like You got you, you to gotta take this game. This game is, this game will take you for a ride. So you got to take it for a ride. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, we will be here next week. Same time, same place. I don't know. Maybe I'll start getting these up sooner so they can be up on Sunday. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it done. All right. See you next time. See you next time.